Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you. More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 915. Today is part three in our series from Nicole. So you want to go back the last two days because this is an ongoing conversation, one-sided conversation, monologue, intellectual masturbation session. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And you may want context. Um, But uh, so today is part uh, Nicole's second question. Nicole asks, I've been listening to podcasts that talk about and read query letters. In these letters, the authors generally have long bona fides. I'm getting into the game late in my mid-40s, and I don't have much in accolades. What would you recommend to start building up a writing resume? Write things. Um, write things, publish them, write short stories, send them around to markets, and if nothing, if nobody picks them up, publish them. Um, learn about the reviewer circuit. Send your published books around to the reviewer circuit. See if you can get people to review them. At that point, it's all marketing, and it's just a matter of building and figuring out and finding. And I mean, frankly, I did really, really well early on. And by early on, I mean ten years into my writing career is when I hit the uh, hit the podcasting space. I did very well there. And then life blew up and took me out of that game, and the market changed underneath me. And I've been fairly public about my struggles to get back in, and every time I've tried to get back into the game, other things have happened in life. And um, I'm now trying to get back into the game again, and it looks like this time, ha nothing is going to happen in life to derail me, so let's hope. Um, in that time, I have been reading a lot about marketing, and actually some of you who are listening have helped me out tremendously on things, uh, getting me hip to how newsletters are actually working for people now and what, uh, what other trends are going on that I might be able to plug into. So um, that's a whole game all on its own. Now, for query letters, if you insist on going traditional and If you do, please learn about copyright and rights first and get a lawyer to negotiate your contract because the contracts the publishers are giving out right now are very, very bad because the margins are so razor thin because they've got competition from all us indies and they are suffering. So what they're trying to do is harvest all the IP so that even a book that doesn't make any money serves as a depreciable asset on their balance sheet. But in order to do that, they have to own the rights in a pretty damn secure fashion, which means that you won't, unless you've got a really good lawyer and some leverage. So uh, learn about copyright law. Query letters are 
simplicity itself, especially if um, if you're sending in a short story, because all you got to do is say, Hi, I'm Nicole. I am previously unpublished. Here is my story called Blah. It's approximately X words. I look forward to hearing back from you. Bye. And if you're querying a novel, you send a package. You send the query letter or the cover letter plus the first three chapters and then you forget about it because they may get back to you in a month or in a year or in five years or never um, with either a rejection or a we want to see more or if you feel really ballsy hand someone a paperback when you're at a convention with them Um, but uh, right now in the current circumstances the direct access to the consumer is so good that unless you're winding up with a publishing house like um, Hard Case Crime or Bain or another one of those that has a deeply curated, ready-made audience that just buys everything they publish or close to everything they publish, you're going to struggle to find a publisher who can bring value and exposure to you because nobody's reading the trades anymore. Not even bookstore owners who buy books are reading the trades nearly as much as they used to. All of the game is direct access to consumers and the way that authors are banding together to make their own little marketing firms and other stuff like that. It's a very exciting time to be an author, except that if you are someone who like you said you're a teacher, so I'm going to assume that you're used to dealing with institutional structure, which means that if you find an institutional structure, you can figure out how to work it. Well, in the indie world, there is no institutional structure. you got to make your own, and that might be a challenge for you, but I would strongly argue that it's a challenge worth pursuing. Now, even if it's not one that you're interested in, I also want to recommend to you to pick up my book, Business 101, from the Everyday Novelist series. It's a little thin book, it doesn't cost much money, and it's basically a 101 intro to how to think about an intellectual property business as opposed to, say, a small business where you own your own job. It's a different way of looking at um, at everything involved in business. And that can give you the basics and get you some teeth in the world so that you can start to figure out what you need to learn, depending on which path you want to follow. So um, we'll link to that in the show notes. The wind is kicking up, so I don't know how much longer our microphones are going to be good, so we're going to sign off. But thank you very much, Nicole, for uh, writing in, and especially for giving us three extra episodes when we were out of questions. When we have these long hiatuses because of, for example, moving across country, we always get nervous, and uh, so it's nice to have a bigger block coming back than we anticipated. Thank you very, very much. We'll hopefully, if someone else sends in questions, see you all tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners.
Join the conversation, submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat, or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.